All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome back. Tuesday edition of the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440. Of course, live, sports1440.ca. We're also on the apps if you have them. Stingray, iHeartRadio, Radio Player app. Download it. It's free. You can tune in anywhere. Many of you have been uh, texting in that you are. Also now, new addition to the show, we are live essentially on TV, on the Internet, on the Orders Nation YouTube page. Very simple. Google Orders Nation YouTube. It comes right up. Subscribe. There's a live chat if you want to uh, get in. And uh, yes, old habits die hard from uh, Kurt and uh, Weird G and uh, everyone else. Yes, uh, Sports 1440 Sports Update, which is good. So that'll uh, there'll be there'll be a few errors. Old old habits die hard. It happens from time to time. So hoping that that uh, is good. Um, we're gonna get to uh, Leo Routens now as we get to our NBA. Report brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling, where the rates never change, no overtime charges. That's how you build a legacy at LegacyHeating.ca from NBT, NBA TV Canada. Leo Routens joins us. Leo, how you doing, my man? Leo, can you hear me? I can't hear him. No, we can't hear him. So I can, I can hear him, but uh, he can't hear me. I can see him, but uh, we'll try that again. So... He's uh, joining us, so I can. This is actually going to be a very cool addition to uh, all of our Please. guests because uh, they. Uh, there we go, Leo. Can you hear me? I can see you, buddy. No, nope, it can't. So 
We'll try to uh, sort that out on uh, what's going wrong there or not. So we'll see. I like having uh, Leo on. If you're a fan of basketball, this tournament's been uh, highly entertaining. So he can see me. I'm not sure if... uh, We'll see. We'll try to uh, reconnect that. Worst case, we'll uh, we'll get him on the phone and uh, connect it up. So there we go. You guys give me the uh, signal when we're uh, ready to roll. Firing out a few glitches. That happens first day. It's always going to be a few glitches. We're on the air, so that's nice. Hey, guys, congrats on reviving Sports Talk Radio in the Capital Region from Grandpa Sledge. Gregor, I never realized how much I listened to Sports Talk Radio until it was gone. Thank you and welcome back, Rob, a.k.a. Booby. All right, uh, Rob, a.k.a. Booby. You know what? It's That was probably the greatest part of this is that we were able to to bring back something that people really missed. And that doesn't happen very often. Right? It's the old adage, uh, you don't know what it's got till it's gone. And and I think that was the case here. So, um, you know what? Trust me. I love my job. I always knew I loved my job. But when, when you get out of it for a bit, you, you know how much you miss it for sure. Hey, guys, today has been a great day. I've listened to you for years and definitely had a void at work without my sports talk. I had to listen to AM 960 for a while and it made me appreciate what you guys do so much more. Keep up the great work, Blair in Calgary. So, Blair, I like it. Wait. Con's still trying to uh, sort that out. Con and uh, Deck, I think we'll get it out. We got Leo back here, but I'm not uh, sure if he can hear us. So we'll we'll get him on the phone, I yeah. think. Okay, yeah, just get him on the phone. Sure. It's uh, odd because I, I could hear him. I could see him, but he couldn't uh, hear us, unfortunately. It's, uh, it's too bad. Hey, Gregs, I thought the NHL doesn't allow organized skates. How are the Orders team able to get together like this? Curt- curious from Curtis. Well, Curtis, these skates that the order players have are without their coaches. So it's not considered an NHL-sanctioned skate. right? They call them captain skates unofficially. So that's their way to get around it. Now, captain skates have gone on for many years. This is the first time that I can remember having your full team two weeks in before training camp starts two full weeks. That to me is, uh, now it, it illustrates, I believe anyway, kind of where the, uh, where the orders are at in their mindset of how important this upcoming season is. And, uh, speaking of importance, Hey, let's get to our uh, good friend. We got him connected. Uh, Leo Routens joins us from uh, NBA TV Canada. Leo, how you doing, man? Thanks for sticking with us. It's the first day. We're trying to iron out some kinks. I could see you, but unfortunately, uh, you couldn't uh, hear me. Uh, welcome back to the show. How yeah, are you? No, yeah, no worries. I also downloaded uh, whatever that new thing on the iPhone, and it's just killed my phone. So I don't know. I have no idea who's, <laughs> who's at fault here. <laughs> I know. It's all good. Um, Leo, hey, let's talk about this uh, this upcoming match for Canada. It's pretty exciting uh, battling up against Donkic. Yeah, but you know what's cool about it? So, you know, we're, we're, we're getting a chance to really look at Shea Gilgis-Alexander, right? And yeah. when I watch him, I'm going, you know what? This guy is a potential NBA MVP, 
and you can't change his speed. He does what he wants. He goes where he wants, when he wants. You can't speed him up. You can't slow him down. He's in complete control all the time. When what a, you know, over the last couple of years, that's exactly what I've been saying about Luka Doncic. I mean, he's got the, you know, he just does what he wants when he wants. You can't change his rhythm. You can't change his speed. So how you know what are the chances of having a matchup where you got two guys that are so talented and so unique? And you know when you talk about players in the league, there's very very few that you can say that about you know that, that they can control the game the way they do, and both of these guys can. So if you look beyond that matchup, and because it's not like those two are going to go head to head, they match up the odd time, but not very often, to be honest. Um, do you see Canada as the advantage uh, here against um, Slovenia, or do you see Slovenia having the advantage depth wise? Well, here, here's what you got to remember: the the teams like Slovenia, Serbia, Croatia, fundamentally, they're really, really good. They've been playing together since they're little kids. Their offense, they just have so much rhythm, so much continuity. They move the basketball. They do a great job with that. So offensively, they're very difficult to stop. Uh, but the flip side is, if you look at both of these teams, defensively, Canada is a better team. That's where, that's where Slovenia can get hurt. And, and you really got to – the defense has got to go to another level in this game. So they're going to have to be the team that – you know, really tries to take Doncic and crew out of what they're trying to do, get them out of the comfort zone. At the same time, Canada has to attack. They have to be extremely aggressive because Slovenia is just not that good a defensive team. So the only difference now when you talk about FIBA basketball is that, you know, the rules are so much different in the NBA. The officiating is different. So Slovenia knows how to take advantage of that. They can, they can, can, they can make things more congested. They can make things a little slower, more difficult. So Canada has to be the aggressors at the offensive end to not allow Slovenia to dictate how they want to play the defensive end. Leo, that game against Spain, which was massive for, for many reasons, you know, it's a comeback against the defending champion. It locks Canada in to get to the Olympics for the first time since 2000 because they, they needed a top two finish amongst the America teams, and that's them in the U.S. Is, is there any mental letdown? hurdle here for Canada against Slovenia now that they've qualified for the Olympics? I don't think so. What's the first thing these guys said? Go, we, we, we came here to do two things. We got one thing done, now we got to do the next. And so I, I think these guys are really focused. And maybe the best thing that happened to them in this whole little process is losing to Brazil. Because Brazil, losing that game refocused everything and realized, that, hey, you slip, you're in big trouble here. And they were able to bail themselves out with that win against Spain. But, you know, they put themselves in a do-or-die situation. So, you know, that was an eye-opener. That was a, that was an awakening, especially for the guys that don't have that much FIBA experience. Things can change in a heartbeat. And so I, I think what happened against Brazil, believe it or not, is actually good for them going forward. And, you know, I, I think they understand what potential they have now. They understand what's at stake uh, what, these guys want to win a gold. They want to be the World Cup champion. So uh, they're in a great situation, and, and I think they're going to be focused. I think they'll be ready. You've seen Shai Gilgis Alexander for a few years, and I've been really impressed by him uh, at the NBA level. Has, has there been anything in his game so far in this tournament that has impressed you or you've seen improvement on from his time in the NBA? Well, just like I talked about earlier, you can't, you can't, he dictates how the game's going to be played. 
you know, he dictates what he's going to do. You don't, you don't change that. And, you know, that's very unique. There's so few players that can do that. And what I really love about him, and, you know, we saw this in the NBA, he loves the big-time moment. He loves the clutch situations. You know, I've watched him over and over in the NBA, whether it's knocking down a three, taking that ball to the bucket, finishing with a foul. He loves the clutch aspect of the game. Uh, there's, there's no fear. There's no scare. <laughs> he just goes out there and does whatever he's got to do. So, you know, he's a, he's a unique player. He's a special player. And, you know, I'm not going out on a limb when I say we may be looking at a potential NBA MVP. That's how good he is. And, you know, a lot of obviously he's showcasing here. And he knows that if Canada wins the gold, uh, you know, that's going to be a, a phenomenal showcase for him. And, you know, if Oklahoma City, uh, if their young players and the players around him, uh, can grow and play play at a higher level. Uh, he's going to have a chance to do incredible things in the NBA as well. Leo Routon joins us. Uh, we are talking, of course, the uh, FIBA World Cup of uh, Basketball. You have Canada taking on Slovenia tomorrow at uh, 6.30 in the morning. So, hey, you know what? A little early rise. You can watch a bit of it before you uh, tune into the Kevin Carey Show starting at 7 right here on Sports 1440. Uh, when you look at just the overall growth of the uh, the men's game and, you know, even the women's game, just basketball in general in our country, like we're there's so many more good quality players like we saw Jamal Murray in the NBA finals, you know, join elite of elite company when it came to his consistency. Where do you see Canada going in the next 20 years for basketball? Well, people have been talking about it where we you know we're entering a golden era and you know, you think you know, Canada has the most NBA players outside of the United States in the NBA, and that number is not going to get any smaller. There's kids coming up that are that are special, uh, and you know, there's so much incentive, right? You're seeing players like Shea, you know, like you know, like like Jamal Murray. You just go down the list of guys and what they're doing in the NBA, and it's great incentive. Going like, hey, I can do this. You know, Ben Matherin comes into the NBA and he's lighting it up as a rookie. So all these players around the country are saying, we can do this. And Canada is loaded with great athletes, too. So, you know, that number is going to continue to grow up. The women's game has been outstanding. And what, what, what happens is, like, somebody asked me, you know, was this the biggest win for Canada? And it was. And the reason is, not only was it, you know, you get into the Olympics with that win against Spain, but the whole world is watching, right? And, you know, when I played – Nobody cared. Nobody saw. We were in the Worlds. We had two top finishes in the Worlds for Canada. Nobody knew. Nobody knows. Yeah. So the difference is the whole world knows. All of Canada knows. That means all the kids playing basketball, all the kids get excited about it. All the kids want to be a part of it. They see it. They feel it. They touch it. So this is so good for the game, um, you know, in Canada, globally. And, you know, the game is just going to continue to grow. And it's, it's going to be amazing to watch. It really will. We're a month away and a little bit more from the start of the NBA season. Denver, they don't lose a lot. Right? Like, to me, they're, they're the favor going into the season. Like, Jokic is so hard to stop. And Jamal Murray, man, like, what a coming out party for him. He's been good before, but he was unbelievable in the postseason. Do you see anybody, do you think, that can give them a run right now based on rosters? I mean, there's teams that can, you know, and I, you know, we got to wait and see and see, uh, you know, how who comes out healthy, who comes out, you know, who, who tweaks a little bit, who's going to make some adjustments mid-season. There's teams that can push them. There's no question about it. But you have to say that right out front, 
you know, they are the front runners. And the question is, and, and, you know, a lot of people are saying, okay, it'd be nice to have Jamal Murray playing for Canada. It'd be nice to have Jokic playing for, for Serbia. But you know what? They just finished an incredibly long season, and they're going to they're gonna try to repeat. They're going to try to go after it again. If you were doing the World Cup and then you've got to do an Olympics next year, that's a lot. That's a lot on your body. That's two years of nonstop basketball. So I think the decisions they made – for their pro careers, uh, you know, were really, really good, and that's going to give them a better opportunity to be fresh and go into this season. But, you know, they got a great coach in Mike Malone. Uh, Jokic is just a special player. Uh, you know, everybody talks about seven-footer shooting threes, right? Hey, you know, you got to shoot. got to step out and shoot. I'm all for that. But I, what, what bothers me is seven-footers forget they're seven-footers. You know, <laughs> I, I don't need a seven-footer standing outside the three-point line all game. I need a seven-footer that can dominate the game inside, and Jokic can do both. He can step outside and knock down a crazy three with a hand in his face, or he can score efficiently over and over inside and dominate the game that way. So when you've got a guy that can do both of those things and see the floor like a point guard, um, you're hard to beat. And, and a Jamal Murray is just a unbelievable compliment. Just watching those two guys play with each other is great. So, yeah, right off the top, you know, if you're going to – you know, there's there's teams that are going to be able to push, but you got to say they're the front runners for sure. Leo, always great to have you on the show. We look forward to talking to you. Uh, enjoy the game tomorrow, and uh, thanks for sticking with us. And then the next time we'll have all of the uh, the digital stuff sorted out. We appreciate your time. Sounds great. Have a good one. It's uh, Leo Routens from uh, NBA TV Canada, of course. Canada, Slovenia tomorrow morning, six thirty, quarterfinals in the FIBA World Cup men's basketball. Canada has already qualified for the Olympics. They had to be top two of the Americas, and that's them in the U.S. And right now, if they uh, if they, both of those two teams win out, they would meet in the final. So that'd be kind of special. Canada's look good, man. I, I, You know what? If it's a little too early for you, record it. You won't be disappointed. The, f- the present of Canada's future, or sorry, the present of Canada's basketball is good. The future is going to look even better. 318, it is the Jason Greger Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. We are live on Sports 1440. It's our first day on the air. We've survived. We've been on for over eight hours. A few minor little glitches, but overall, pretty happy. Pretty happy with how day one has gone, and uh, even more happy that uh, you have uh, elected to listen to us, uh, to tune in. Uh, All the positive comments on social media, it's uh, wonderful to see, so thank you very much for that. Uh, those listening uh, online, sports1440.ca, and of course, watching a new addition to the show live on Oilers Nation YouTube page. Check it out. Just go uh, YouTube, look up Oilers Nation, hit the subscribe button. You can get in the chat right there. It's very heated right now. Lots of stuff there. I like this. Kurt's wondering. I can't wait to see what Brownlee's headset will look like. <laughs> oh, do they make one big enough for the old bison head? Oh, I love it. It's a good question, man. It's a good question. We'll have to see. I think I got to get some special ones made just to fit it. So let's get a little bit stretched out. So it's nice. We'll take a quick break. Ben Gretsch joins us next. It's the Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. We continue on. Evident Sports Home Station. Sports 1440. Jason Gregor, Connor Halley with you. It's our first day on the air. Been a lot of work. Lots of people behind the scenes. Getting everything up and running. Big shout out to uh, Taya Ramchuk, who is uh, here uh, overseeing all the digital stuff, along with Declan and, of course, Khan's running the board 
And there's just, there's been a lot of people that have uh, allowed us to get on air today. And, you know, guys like Connor and, and Brandon and Declan did uh, tons of work just getting everything set up here uh, before today. So I want to give those guys a, a huge shout out. Of course, it's the Gregor Show. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Presented by uh, playalberta.ca. And uh, welcome in. We have a new studio sponsor. Ewell. Your local electrical distributor, Dave Carson, and the gang down there do a fantastic job. Uh, great company. I would uh, look for them if you need all sorts of electrical stuff. They got everything. Everything. And they are, I'm telling you, huge sports fans. They're huge sports fans. So maybe if uh, I'll mention a little bit of sports talk, you probably get a little bit better of a deal there. Who knows? Check it out at Ewell. Now, it is Tuesday. The NFL season begins in two days. Many of you are still doing drafts tonight, which might be a good thing considering some of the uh, injury news we got today. It's time now for our uh, fantasy report brought to you by Next Gen Transportation, heavy haul transport provider, 100% locally owned and operated, and they do a ton in the community sponsoring teams and charitable events. It's nextgentransportation.com as we welcome in Ben Gretsch, uh, fantasy football analyst. Ben, welcome back to the show, my man. How you doing? Good, good. Good to be back. How you doing? Hey, I'm excellent, man. Um, I want to, uh, to talk about a few things right now. I guess let's get to the news of the day. Obviously, Cooper Cup. Now, we kind of knew, you know, this was an issue. It's, but it's become a bigger issue now. Like, how serious do you think this is? Like, what are, and how far down do you think this will drop him in drafts? I mean, cups. The, the hamstring. The, the, you said the big news today. We got. We have a hyperextended knee on Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Now we've had a, a lot of these early um, injury reports that have been. You know, big. Uh, th- those guys were both top seven ish draft picks going into the the season this year. Cup. I, I mean, I, I have a hard time taking him in rounds one or two. I think when you start to get into round three, you can consider it. 
The reporting on it is a little bit concerning. It, it sounds like they don't really know the root cause of this hamstring issue. They don't know if it's going to recur. We know that obviously hamstring issues can be lingering. He's an older receiver. So I really love his scoring potential. The only reason I'd really even take the risk at all is because he's a guy who, you know, two years ago basically had the best receiver season we've ever seen. Last year was scoring pretty much on par with that through eight games, and then he gets hurt. You're talking about uh, a guy that over 30 games now since Matthew Stafford came to the Rams has been just absolutely legendary in terms of his, his receiving production. It's been, you know, elite running back, you know, comparable. And so uh, you don't see that kind of ceiling at the same time. The hamstring stuff is really scary. I, I always tell people with stuff like this, you know, I'm not a doctor. I it's a, it's a risk, you know, management question. Do you want to take the risk? The ceiling is certainly there. For me, it's probably the third round where I would may, maybe take the risk. Now, uh, Ben Gretsch joins us, so you can follow him on X at Yards Per Gretsch. It's a really good handle, by the way. I love that handle. <laughs> now, uh, you mentioned Travis Kelsey. So you look at history when it comes to hyperextended knees. Now, that guy is obviously every athlete's different in, in what they can handle or not, but it's week one. It's two days. If you're the Chiefs, do you even risk it? Oh, I I think they're probably going to sit in, but it does sound like it's not going to be a long-term issue. So he's one that I think you drop. If you're still drafting tonight, if you're drafting tomorrow before the Thursday night game, I think you drop him less than you would drop cup. I don't think he's a third round pick. Like I was just saying for cup. Uh, it doesn't sound major. It did just happen in practice today. Uh, but yes, I, I think you're right. I think they're probably going to sit in for the Thursday night opener. It's too quick of a turnaround. So what would that mean for, like, who's taking over the receptions in KC with him gone? It's so tricky because they kept seven receivers, one of the only teams in the league to do so. We don't really know. And they they were an interesting offense last year where they did some different packages. They did some different things with different players. We don't really know who's going to play a ton. Sky Moore is a guy, this is the year two guy, didn't do a lot last year, that they've talked up all camp and they've said pretty clearly is going to run a lot of routes and kind of be in the Juju Smith-Schuster role. Juju is now in New England. So you're going to see him run out of the slot and and and, and run a lot of routes. Mar- uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling's the other guy. But neither of those guys really have a super long track record, record of production. They've talked about having packages for rookie Rasheed Rice and second-year guy Justin Ross, who missed all of last year with an injury. Those are two guys that we don't know a ton about. The wild card is Kadarius Toney, who missed most of the preseason, but is going to play and is healthy. And he's the one that probably has the most upside overall, but probably also a limited routes kind of guy. So with these seven receivers, they also have uh, Justin Watson, who they'll use, and Richie James, who's who's a return man and will be active. Probably at least one of the seven receivers will be inactive, but I think you're going to see a rotation. You're going to see all of those guys that are active run, run some routes. And it is really tough to peg and, and pin down. I think your best bets are Sky Moore, maybe Kadarius Tony, Marcus Valdez-Scantling. Noah Gray is probably going to be elevated to like the lead tight end role. But it, it's certainly not going to be Kelsey, but we don't know how much of Kelsey. Maybe he's 80% Kelsey, which would be great. Maybe he's only 40%, in which case you know they're maybe doing more multi-receiver sets using this receiver depth to go four or five wide at times. It's going to be really interesting to see how they play it. It's a really... Hard one to handicap because they got a lot of guys. Ben Gretsch joins us. So we're talking uh, NFL fantasy football and uh, a little bit about the uh, the games. Of course, Lions and the Chiefs will begin on Thursday. The Detroit Lions. It's been a long time, Ben, since people enter the season thinking, hey, the Lions could be good. 
and they got some offensive guys that you're like, man, not only are they going to be good, these are some guys you want in, in fantasy football. What do you make of the Lions offense, and who are your go-to guys that you really like offensively? The thing I love about the Lions offense, I have this stat that I reference all the time called high-value touches, and it looks at for running backs, especially if you're playing in a, in a point-per-reception league, a PPR league, the, the most important touches for running backs are receptions and then anything that can get you into the end zone, obviously. So I call it the green zone, 10 yards and in. It's not the red zone, 20 yards and in. But the green zone touches and the receptions are really are, are the are the high-value touches. You add those two numbers together. The Lions, the last couple of years, have been fantastic at generating these high-value touches for the running back on a team level. And it tends to be a good stat to look at from the team level. So last year, David, uh, not David Montgomery, he takes over for Jamal Williams, but Jamal Williams was the guy who led the NFL in green zone rushes. And he led it uh, all running backs by 16. He had 45 rushes in the green zone. The next highest number was 29. So you had, he also led the NFL in, 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 in touchdowns, rushing touchdowns, which is because of all that work in close and then you also had, you know, obviously DeAndre Swift gets banged up last year. But you go back a couple of years, he's up there in the, in the league leaders in receptions because Jared Goff isn't a very mobile quarterback. We see the mobile quarterbacks after they can't find their downfield options take off and run. Goff's a check down guy. He's not going to be able to take off and run. He's going to check down. They go and draft Jameer Gibbs now this year, 12th overall. A lot of investment for him. Great receiving profile. So this is a backfield where I think there's going to be plenty of passing to the backs Plenty of goal line touches for the backs. A lot of opportunity for running back scoring. I really like Jameer Gibbs. I also like David Montgomery later. I think both of those backs make a lot of sense. And then the other guy, obviously, is Amon Ross St. Brown, who is going to be their main high reception receiver. He's had an incredible first two years. He's had a Cooper Cup-like profile a little bit uh, on a per-route basis. A lower ADOT guy earns a ton of volume. And ADOT means average depth of target, right? So he's closer to the line of scrimmage, shorter passes, earns a ton of volume in those shorter areas of the field, and then also generates after the catch with yards after the catch. Like we don't really see with a lot of young guys, or I mean, low ADOT guys, but he has the ability to do it uh, explosively as well, like Cooper Cup does. So those are really interesting names that I'm I'm definitely all over this year. And then the rookie tight end, Sam Laporta, is the last one I want to throw out there because he has a really nice profile. Looks like he's going to run a lot of routes from from week one. Rookie tight ends usually not great bets in fantasy, but if he has a big, big role from right right from the beginning, he could be a late-round tight end that actually hits. What about the Jets' offense? We know Aaron Rodgers is there now, Ben. And, you know, he's got some pieces. Obviously, Wilson's, I, I think, a pretty elite receiver, no question. You know, they got some pretty good guys in the backfield. What do you make of the Jets' offense overall? What's your expectations? It's a it's a tough one because you're 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 dropping in a new quarterback. But I think a couple things. Number one, I think Brees Hall is one of the most talented young running backs in the league. He's coming off an ACL tear. He was looking. He was an incredible prospect profile coming into last year. Was looking incredible as a rookie before the ACL tear. And I think. Without that injury, we'd be talking about him in the top three running backs this year. But because of that injury, he goes a little bit later in drafts. And we don't know 100% where he'll be at. They've obviously now added Dalvin Cook. It creates some competition there. But Hall's a dynamic player at running back. And then at receiver, Garrett Wilson is one of the most dynamic young receivers in the NFL and a guy that I absolutely love and want to have a lot of exposure to. He looks like he's going to be the next you know, number one for Aaron Rodgers, which over the years, first it was Greg Jennings, then it was Jordy Nelson, then it was Devontae Adams. Rodgers has had a number one that he's thrown a lot of passes to because he's so 
uh, dependent and, and, and so likes to leverage the timing routes and the, the pre-snap reads and things that he's coming up at the line and deciding where the ball is going to go before the snap even happens and getting the ball out quick. It looks like Wilson's going to be that guy, which gets you a lot of extra volume. And it's been great for the number one receivers for Aaron Rodgers over the years. So I think this offense is going to be good. It's a wide range. I mean, I certainly think it's going to be good at minimum. I think there's potential for Aaron Rodgers to really try to kind of stick it to the league a little bit like when Tom Brady went down to Tampa and and just immediately started producing at a really high level, throwing a lot, throwing at a really aggressive clip. It wouldn't be that surprising if we see Rodgers' stats tick up, frankly, as he kind of tries to show that he still has a little bit in the tank. It would really benefit, I think, Garrett Wilson the most, and, and it would also be really beneficial for the young running back, Brees Hall, who's a guy to kind of track early in the year and expect to really break out in the second half as he gets more comfortable with that ACL. Ben Gretz joins us. If you play fantasy football and you're not following on Twitter, I don't know what you're doing. It's an unbelievable follow, and he has a great handle, yards per Gretsch, G-R-E-T-C-H. Uh, he has all – I love his stuff, man. It's really insightful. It really deep dives into a lot of the positions. And, um, you know, fantasy football has really evolved, Ben. Like, it's not just, hey, I like this guy. I like this matchup. Like, you go really deep and, you know, play the odds. And, you know, if, if you're anybody who likes to wager on things and looking at the amount of catches guys get and obviously the amount of routes that uh, players uh, run make a significant difference. So I'm interested when, when you see play. lots of drafts are done. There are still a few people doing drafts today, some even tomorrow. It's a little late, but they're still doing it. When you look at the overall ADP of lots of guys, who are some of the guys that you have that you think, man, lots of people like them more than they're actually going to deliver? Who got rid a little too high in your overall ADPs that you saw in drafts overall? I, I often have a hard time with certain types of running backs, you know, aging running backs, running backs that haven't shown to be very efficient in recent years. Derrick Henry, the last couple of years, hasn't been as good on kind of a per touch basis as he was in his prime three and four years ago. Uh, Still really love the player. I think he's going to be great early in the season, but he's a guy that I've been fading in the early parts of drafts. You go a little bit further down. Joe Mixon is one that I think is going to be used a little bit less in Cincinnati this year. They asked him to take a pay cut. He's still getting bought into a lot. Aaron Jones is another running back getting up there in age. He's I think 28 now, obviously no longer has Aaron Rodgers. A lot of his production somewhat dependent on uh, Aaron Rodgers being there. Um, So a lot of names like that that I'm a little bit concerned about, I would say, uh, you know, a couple younger backs, uh, but Najee Harrison, Alexander Madison are two more that they're going in that middle range where they're going to get a lot of volume. I don't know that they're actually going to be very efficient on that volume. They feel like low upside plays. And anytime you're drafting a running back, you're taking on quite a bit of risk. And so those picks in that range tend to be the ones, if I'm taking a a running back and and it's a risky position to take in the early rounds, I I want them to have real efficiency upside. I want them to be explosive players. Those Harris and and Madison are are guys that haven't been explosive so far in their careers and and don't really project to be anything other than what their workloads will take them to be. So those are the types of guys that I tend to avoid at running back. Receiver one that I've really been fading has been tough for me, big fan of of his over the years, but uh, DJ Moore, I just, he's been going really high for an offense in Chicago that was really low in pass volume last year. The second fewest pass attempts per game in the last 40 NFL seasons uh, uh, fields this year still um, expect is expected to throw more, but uh, won't be 
<laughs> Looks like we lost Jason, but we'll, uh, we'll, we'll still be a guy who scrambles a decent amount and takes a decent amount of sacks. So uh, the pass volume should should climb some, but it's not, not expected to be a really high number. And so, I mean, it, it's a, a concern for uh, DJ Moore's ADP that uh, the Bears may not pass enough to uh, – to support him in a, in a now Ben, I have a, I have a question for you. Uh, this comes in from um, uh, Subi, who's in a he's in a keeper super flex league. It's PPR scoring a lot. They keep like twelve guys, so it's basically a rookie heavy draft. Quinton Johnson, Jordan Addison, Zay Flowers. Who do you like the best for a fantasy football uh, keeper league super flex? I, I lost you there for a minute. So uh, who were the names? Uh, Jordan Addison. Zay Flowers, Quinton Johnson in a super flex keeper league. PPR. Those are all uh I have those guys all ranked within uh four spots in my wide receiver rankings. I like all of them quite a bit. Um I think for the long term, Quinton Johnson's the one that I probably prefer the most. I think you can make a really strong case for any of them, all first round picks this year. Um Ravens offense has a chance to really take a step forward and Zay Flowers has getting been getting really glowing reviews and is somebody that I think could have a great rookie season, but there is a lot of competition there. It's another offense where you have a mobile quarterback. The pass volume can be a little bit of a concern. Mark Andrews, Odo Beckham, Rashad Bateman, other big names in the passing game. So I'm a little bit concerned about his ultimate ceiling. Jordan Addison uh, is going to run a ton of routes and the, and the Vikings are going to throw plenty but is competing, obviously, with Justin Jefferson. And so his long-term ceiling, it's like, well, you're playing with the number one re- receiver in the NFL, and that's yeah. that's a challenge. And then Quentin Johnston, uh, his situation, I guess, by comparison, a little bit better. Goes to the Chargers. They're going to probably throw, potentially throw or run the most plays in the NFL, throw a, a ton of passes you have. Uh, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams ahead of him. Both of them got hurt last year. Never been the picture of health. More opportunity, uh, opportunity I think, for him to ascend, to potentially even finish the year as sort of the number one if he's a real hit. Getting to play with a young quarterback in Justin Herbert, who's somebody you want to be tied to for multiple seasons going forward. So in a keeper league, I think I'm going Johnson. Okay. Ben, great stuff, man. I really appreciate it. Uh, once again, I love your fall. I love your stuff. Uh, have a great season. We'll talk to you again soon. All right, sounds good. Thanks a lot. That is Ben Gretsch, a fantasy football analyst. Uh, yards after Gretsch. Great handle, by the way. On is Now, is it still Twitter or is it officially X? Like, I know they changed the logo. Do they actually change the name? I got to know. I call it Twitter. I guess we can call it X, but uh, follow them there. It's very good. Uh, 340, Sports 1440 and Edmonton Sports Leader right now. When we return... We have loads of text to get to. We have a new text line. If you want to text us, it's 833-401-1440. 833-401-1440. Lock it in your phone. Save it. Then you can text us all the time. Put your name on your initial text. Then we can save it. We'll have you in the system. It's great. And we communicate better, which we like. We'll return to the Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Con man. With the best part about so there's new things when you when you get to a new station, and uh, you know Con had for many years like a go-to playlist, and uh, now it's gone. So he's going to be spending many <laughs> hours uh, building it back up. But uh, what's great is there are a few classics 
on the uh, oldie station from Sports 1440 that Connor doesn't even know about. They're a little bit before his time. Well, even before my time, but well before his time. And I was introducing him to some of them before, and he was just like, oof, this is actually a pretty good song. So uh, you know what? Uh, th- this will this will expand, let's say, cons, potential uh, song options for you at times. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, it's going through. It's finding new songs. You know, guys I, I never would have gone to, but I do have a soft spot for. I think we got to get some Sam Cooke in here every once in a while. Yeah, like yeah. we got some some of the oldies in the library right now, so it's going to be a little different. Gonna you know we'll see how it goes in the next week here. Got to keep keep it fresh and not rely on the same old song. But yeah, it's a uh, it's a good one. It's a good library here. Yeah, you'll be uh, you'll be adding a lot to it. I like it. Uh, welcome to Sports fourteen forty. It is the Jason Greger Show alongside Connor Halley. Of course, we're live on the radio. A new edition right now. Are those watching on YouTube, the Orders Nation stream? We'll be live there all the time. It's great. You want to see it? I, I can see cons right now. Well, I can see him face to face, but I can also see him on my screen, which is great. Now, uh, we, there, the camera went out. And he, we figured it out. Ty Uremchuk, the tech guru. So they had the window open on the cameras. What happened was the cameras overheated. <laughs> and because if you leave, I guess... The uh, Not the lens, because obviously you need the lens part. I don't even know what you'd call it. You know the back thing when you flip it open and you want to look through it? Well, they say the camera should never overheat because the camera's not overheating. But when you have that air temperature inside of it, it doesn't work, cons. So now uh, <laughs> it looks like we are ready to go. So anybody who's been watching, and uh, I know Ben was like, hey, how can, he, how can he hear me when it was down? Well, because uh, we are audio and video right now. Right, do our podcast, we're live radio, we're live on YouTube, live on Facebook, we're everywhere. And the text line is humming, as always, our new text line number, 833-401-1440. Put it in, it's on my uh, uh, Twitter page, X page, I, uh, I, I put it at the top, so if you want to see the number and maybe you didn't get it the first time I mentioned it, don't worry, but it's, uh, it's up there, you can see it, it's very simple, and... Then you have it. All I ask is put your name, your moniker, your nickname, whatever you want on your first text because then we can save you as a contact. Then you don't have to put your name on, but I will know your name because when I click on the text, your name pops up. It's wonderful. Guys, I'm loving the programming so far today. My coworker, Adam, doesn't have to listen to me bemoan the lack of my daily radio addiction. Thanks. From Jana, the longtime happy listener. Well, Jana, we're, uh, we're happy to, uh, to make your day a little bit better. That's fantastic. Our day's happier as well. Hey, guys, welcome back. What a void in the last three months. Perfect reception right now between Red Deer and Calgary on 1440 from Ray Lap. Nice. Nice. Guys, very happy to have you all back in my life. Is there a suggestion box? I'd like to suggest some combat sports content. There's a whole world you didn't really touch on in the old format. Either way, I'm in from Captain R. Well, Captain, uh, we do have a a few guests on it. You know, it's interesting because I was spending a lot of time. I had a little bit of time off for a while there. Then I was working crazy trying to organize this uh, joint venture with Stingray and the Nation Network. But I've been following very closely about what's going on right now in UFC. And more, like, I just think it's only a matter of time before the fighters say enough's enough. And what they're getting paid compared to what the UFC is making 
is ridiculous. Right? Like you look in the you know, in the NHL, the NBA, like they've got revenue sharing. You get fifty percent. Now, I know some it's a little bit higher, a little bit lower, but it's close. The UFC, man, we're talking like twenty percent. Less sometimes. The fighters are the one who and when you think about it, like literally putting your life on the line. Like it's a combat sport. You look at the long-term health effects in there, on average, are going to be worse than it is in basketball or hockey or soccer or any other sports, and that's fine. Right? Like They make the choice to do it, but it would be wonderful if they could somehow get a union because I do believe that right now they're, they're just getting exploited a little bit, and it's disappointing, very disappointing for them, so... Hey, gents, great to have you back on air. Long-time listener. My Friday bike rides with my daughter can finally get back to normal from the GOAT. GOAT, I like it. Hey, positive Friday bike rides. We've had a lot of texts wondering about positive Friday. Do you honestly think we wouldn't bring back the Brass Bonanza? Of course we are. I can't wait. I know some people said, well, Gregor, have it on today. You know what? I'm a big believer in certain traditions. And positive Friday is a, is a wonderful tradition uh, with the Brass Bonanza. It gets people set up for the weekend. It's awesome. Gets you in a good mood. And uh, we will definitely be doing that. Hey guys, is there a podcast version available for uh, download from uh, Erdinger? Conman? Tell them where's the best place. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it should be on the same feed that we had Apple and Spotify just like we used to. Uh, we'll still have the individual interviews up at com. It'll be a little bit slower here. Uh, we're just working out some of the bugs. I think at the very latest, I'll have it all up by 6.30. But yes, we will have the podcast streams going once again. Apple, Spotify, wherever you get it from. And then com for the individual interviews. Yeah, so... There you go, and you can get us uh, everywhere. Even I know you can uh, go if you want to. If you want to try out to watch the show for the first time and you miss it, it'll be up on YouTube. You can go back. Uh, you can watch it there. And uh, once now that we've figured out the uh, overheating issues, I think we're uh, we'll be good to go with that. And that's what day one's all about. Day one's all about is trying to figure out a few of the uh, the little glitches in the show. It just kind of happens. It's expected. Uh, coming up next hour, Gino Lewis. Elks receiver will join us. Sean Brown will make his uh, Sports 1440 debut. He's going to be a regular co-host uh, in studio with me on the uh, Jason Greger Show, which I'm looking forward to. Former NHLer, former Oiler, former first-round pick, former coach and GM in the AJHL. He's got a lot of hockey talk and, uh, you know, real good athlete in uh, in other sports. So we're looking forward to having Sean uh, with us. Uh, Jordan Eberle from the Seattle Kraken will join us uh, later on. Uh, the spec report is back. Uh, he will join us at uh, five. I can't confirm Specs deck, but we will look at doing something deck related. I will say that uh, next summer it was uh, that was a great uh, fundraiser that we've done. Hey, fellas, glad to have you back. I'm curious, will you be doing a month of giving? Oh, without question, Chris. Not even a hesitation. And you know what the best part is? We actually in October one of our first contests, and this is this is one we did last year, and uh, Bobby. And the gang at Legacy Heating, have a, they stepped up right after and said, we're doing it again. It was our Help Your Neighbor contest where somebody wins a brand new furnace installation. Everything's included. They'll take out your old furnace. They do everything. It was amazing. And then actually Steve stepped up. And, and Steve went to the house because he was like, well, it doesn't sound like it's a furnace issue. And they had, there, was, there was lacking insulation. 
And Steve then put in all the insulation and, uh, you know, it was amazing. So, uh, how help your neighbor works is, so if you want to start thinking about this, if you know anybody in your, in your circle, whether it's at work, whether it's friends, who knows somebody that you're like, man, they could really use a furnace, a new furnace. Well, that's what we do. When you qualify, you're not going to win the furnace, but you qualify yourself in a draw. We do one person every day. And then at the end of the month, we do a draw. That person whose name comes out, they win. We get a prize pack for them, but then they get to surprise someone and gift them a brand new furnace from Legacy Heating. So yes, I'm a, I'm a big believer. I think what's made our show successful uh, for many years is, yeah, we have fun sports talk and that's wonderful, but I think a lot of people appreciate the, the community involvement that we have and we look out and help uh, one another. And, and that's what we're going to continue to do. I think, I think it's very important. And so, yes, a month of giving will be back. Um, we do have our pizza pig out. If you're looking for some uh, fun. And how about this? We're actually combining the pizza pig out this year with the, uh, and it just happens to be on the same night of the orders, home, uh, season opener, not home opener, season opener. Because remember, it's a Wednesday, October 11th in Vancouver. We are going to have the pizza pig out where it was initially before COVID. Because to continue it with COVID, we made it a drive through which was fun. But the initial pizza pig out, the whole purpose was have everybody together so you can try multiple different types of pizzas. And that's what we're going to do. It's coming back. We're going to have it at Molson House on October 11th, all in support of KidSport. And uh, we've got tons of pizzerias that are already back in. And we'll do that from 6 until 8. And then, want to stick around? We'll have a little bit of a viewing party to watch the uh, season opener, the Oilers against the Van Vancouver Canucks. It's going to be great. Hey, Greg's. I can't articulate how happy this makes me. I spent a lot of time on the road for work in the last couple of months have been tough. Great work. Keep it going. I'm sure it was a lot from Jason. Well, Jason, we're happy to make your ride a little bit easier. Thanks for making us part of your day. Uh, we truly appreciate it. Our sponsors appreciate it. And I tell everybody out there, uh, any of the sponsors, those are people that care as much about sports radio and more importantly about the community as you. So if you support them when you can, uh, it'll be greatly appreciated by us. We love it. Love it. Hey, boys, any insight on the kind of year Russell Wilson will have? I ended up drafting him yesterday because he still has some upside, basically banking on Sean Payton and turning him around from Jerry. Jerry, that is a great question because, honestly, for many people, they feel like Sean Payton was like this offensive guru. He's a genius. I think the best thing he'd said when he first got hired was, guess what? Russell Wilson's personal team, they're not they are not part of the football team. You can still have your own personal trainers in the offseason, do whatever you want. Have your entourage, I don't care. But when the season begins, no, 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 no. Team first. Cons, what are your expectations on Wilson uh, this season? I mean, the good news, Gregor, is that the bar probably can't be much lower. So, I mean, I don't know if they're going to be as bad as they were last year. They've got the injuries, though, right? Jerry Judy had the, the little hamstring pull on the end around uh, Tim Patrick I mean Cortland Sutton's going to be healthy that's going to big I'm a big fan of their tight end uh Greg Doltich a second year player who I thought had moments last year where he looked really good I think Sean Payton's going to get the most out of him that he can I I don't know if he's going to go back to the form you know 2015 when Russ was cooking and doing all those sorts of things but I think he'll be improved the problem is he's going to be in a division with the Kansas City Chiefs he's got the Chargers who hired Kellen Moore I mean they're going to put up a lot of points and move the ball downfield the Raiders well we'll see what happens there I know they've got some issues going on today but I think he's going to have a better year I just don't know if it will be enough especially with with some of the weapons that went down early in training camp. 
356, Jason Greger, Connor Howling with you. We are live on Sports 1440. Our, we are, our transmitter is out of Wetaskiwin. So big shout out to everybody in Wetaskiwin. And of course, uh, our studio, the Ewell studio is live here at uh, West Edmonton Mall. And Connor Halley, already first day, ate in the food court. So we, <laughs> we, we used to have, you know, how many days could Struddy go without needing a day off? How many days do you think Connor can go without eating at the food court? Be very curious. It's tough. There's so many options. <laughs> you go at the right time. There's no line. Oh. It's it's pretty unbelievable. Well, yeah, you go there at one at one one thirty, right? Yeah, it, yeah, everyone's kind of cleared out. You, you have your choice. The question is, how many days in a row can I go? Oh well, that's that's man. Maybe that's don't, a better point. Don't tell the wife that she yeah. won't be happy. But <laughs> <laughs> touche. Let's get to the uh, con man and a sports center update brought to you by BIE Engineering, your structural engineering specialist. Whether in the process of a renovation or building your dream home, BIE can help you out. Go to BIEENG.com. Here's Connor and a sports update. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 